0: Welcome to Ion Franchising. Are you looking for business opportunities? Well, you are in the right place. We represent over 650 franchises and business opportunities. We will help you find your perfect franchise for free. We even have a free assessment on our website that will help us determine what the best business is for you based on your investment level, mindset, skill set, and life experiences. This is Ion Franchising, where we share our vision for your franchise future. I'm your host, Lance Growler. Each week, we will speak to fascinating folks from the world of franchising, franchisors and founders, franchise funders and franchisees. Are you looking to find your perfect franchise? Or perhaps you are an independent business owner looking to grow and scale your business by setting up a franchise. Either way, our team can help you. Ion Franchising, where you will learn the A to Z's of franchising. Well, good day, everyone. Uh, today's guest, we have Mark Setterington, a good friend of mine from Las Vegas, like me. That's where we got to meet. I think Mark was in Vegas at least 11 years or so. He's definitely not from Vegas. In Las Vegas, uh, a lot of people will tell you there's not really many uh, locals, but um, some of my kids, possibly a few of mine, but uh, Mark is the founder of Island Fin Poke, an amazing restaurant franchise. And uh, without further ado, I want to introduce you to my friend Mark. Welcome aboard, Mark. How you doing?
1: I'm doing great, Lance. Thanks for having me today.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you very much for being here on with us to talk about your wonderful brand, Island Fin Poke. I still remember when I visited you in Florida, in Orlando. Uh, The Winter Garden location was the first one. Winter Springs. Winter Springs. Sorry. Yeah, Winter Springs. And Winter Springs, I had the food, a Chipotle-style line, healthy, ahi, tuna, poke, I should say. Uh, And it was amazing. Um, All the different sauces to choose from, quick, healthy, tastes great. And I was blown away. My friend Joe, I think we have a mutual friend Joe that does digital marketing uh, brought me in there. And I was like, wait a second. I know this guy, Mark. Mark and I know each other from Vegas when I started a donut concept. And there was Mark, who's an executive of a big uh, restaurant group in Vegas. So, uh, so tell us about you. Let's talk about your backstory a little bit. Let's go deep, deep in the history. You're from Michigan originally?
1: Grew up in Michigan, went to Michigan State. Um, I have a degree in materials management, so nothing to do with restaurants.
0: Oh, wait, isn't that a chef materials, a food materials?
1: Purchasing, (laughs) procurement. But when I graduated from college, uh, everyone I interviewed with would only hire with experience. So I, uh, you know, I leaned on where my experience was in it's restaurants and I've never looked back. So every job that I've had um, has been in restaurants and it's, you know, you you either do it cuz you're crazy or cuz you love it and i love it i wouldn't do anything else
0: so, so what really got you into restaurants
1: first job i ever had i was a a dishwasher at a elias brothers big boy and i was a dishwasher for about 30 days and the franchisee promoted me to line cook at 16 and i thought i was i thought i was pretty cool and you know <laughs> i there were there were no work restrictions back then my mom was like if your grades are good, you can work as much as you want. So I exactly. studied I worked because I liked money.
0: I love it. I love it. So <laughs> what what was sort of that natural evolution for you? You worked as a line cook, you're in Michigan. Uh you know, when did you head to Vegas?
1: Oh man. Uh I left Michigan originally when I was 32. So mama's boy didn't want to leave home, but uh we went out to Phoenix or to Tucson to visit my in-laws at Thanksgiving time and came back to Michigan and it was already cold and gray and I'm like, we're done. And the (laughs) next year we, we moved and I went to work for Darden. I went to work for Bahama breeze and we moved five times in five and a half years. And my kids felt like they were military brats. And at the end of my time with Darden, I went, I moved to Vegas and we were in Vegas for 11 years and it was great. You know, I loved it. I was the general manager for Margaritaville on the strip. Um, know it well. Oh, man. Uh, you want to talk Big about volume. It? Big <laughs> volume. It was like running a small country.
0: Yeah, ab- absolutely. So yeah. it sounds like you had sort of that natural progression. You know, you, you you worked as a grunt in the restaurant business, eyes wide open, trying to figure out what what's what. And then you got some real structure within the corporate world. And then at some point, there was... The next stage which is like wait a second i have some restaurant ideas of my own why don't i kind of let one of these be born and how did that really happen with island fin poke
1: well <clears throat> island fin actually wasn't the first place i owned i bought a bar in queen creek arizona and failed miserably so i only owed it for about 18 months and then we we sold it and you know just a huge learning but I think that anybody that has any kind of success doing their own thing will have a story of failure because I Absolutely. don't. I don't think that you can really be successful without falling first. So, yeah. and I learned. And the thing, the thing was, when it, when the island fin opportunity came up, I wasn't scared. And. My family was super support. I mean, they were around for the failure, right? And my wife was like, "You want to do it? Let's go." So it's you have to be surrounded by people that you know believe and are supportive, and you just have to believe in yourself. But yep. you know,
0: so you didn't you didn't get the uh, from your wife. You didn't get the what are you nuts?
1: <laughs> not not one time since I started this. And I mean, I lived in Orlando for six or seven months before the family moved, you know, kind of developing and building out the first restaurant and whatnot. And uh, Terry stayed in Vegas for, she was there a whole year before she moved out here. I had the girls for a while by myself, God help them. But uh, (laughs) it was, it was good, but it's, you know, part of having that strong support uh, behind you.
0: So where did, the, where did franchising really enter the fray for you? Like when, when did you decide, you know what, let's franchise this thing. This is a good concept. Let's share it with others.
1: Well, it's funny because we, we weren't going to franchise. We were going to have a couple of restaurants, work with our kids, golf, boat, make money, whatever. But Winter Springs just kind of took off. And, you know, once you have something that's cool and hip like that, people always start contacting you, you know, I mean, I'm sure you've got contacted 50 times with Pink Bob right? Absolutely. And, you know, so we, someone contacted us, reached out, we, we started talking and we're like, why not? And that was another learning experience because, you know, I'm not with that development team anymore. And I learned a lot about what I wanted in a development team and what I didn't want. And the first thing that I wanted was integrity. And with my guys, with Cliff and Justin, the most important thing to them is making sure you buy something that you're going to be passionate about, whether it's Island Fin or not. So Absolutely. I think that, you know, obviously they love the brand and they love selling it, but they have a, you know, they have a commitment to you as well as the buyer to get you into something that you're going to work hard to be successful at. And I, I can respect that.
0: Yeah, no. And and look, it's at the end of the day, someone's investing their hard earned money. They have to be able to feel good that they, you know, are supported and they have the right team and they made the right decision. And, and, you know, it's, it's, uh, I always tell people it's like a marriage. (laughs) You you can't, you got to take it seriously. No, no matter what. So um, it's been how long now? Locate, franchise location number one started when? I mean, the original location was what year?
1: Original location, uh, March 20th of 2017.
0: 2017. So, and July you started 10th, franchising.
1: July 10th will be the two-year anniversary of the first franchise open, And actually, Jim is going to sign his second franchise agreement today. Awesome. And he's, he's going to open a second one in Northboro, Massachusetts. I love it. I love it. Wait, I have, I have something for you.
0: It's my little golf clap for you. That was awesome. No, that that's, and and you know what, look, that's a sign of success when people start, you know, you start to give birth to those multi-unit operators, right? Yep. So it's perfect. So, you know, we talk, everybody talks about the why in life, you know, uh, what is your why? Well, when you're looking for franchisees, the prospective franchisees are trying to figure out why you? Why Island fin poke? So give us kind of a snapshot of, you know, why people should select you and your team.
1: I, I think that the big thing for us is we say what we mean and we mean what we say. So for instance, we have a giant sign that hangs in the restaurant that says no friends, just family, ohana. And they're not just words. So we treat our team members like family. In turn, our team members treat our guests like family. And that's such an important part of our business because we don't want anything about Island Fin to be transactional. We want it, there needs to be an emotional connection with our guests and with you, the franchisee, when you're deciding to, to sign a franchise agreement. Because like you said, Lance, when we're, you're going through the process, we're dating. Once you sign that franchise agreement, you and I are married for the next 10 years. So <laughs> it's, it's important. And I, everybody that we, we partner with, you, you love the brand. Well, I love when you sell Island Fan. Um, The marketing company, that the agency that we signed in January, they're big fans of the brand. I want to make sure that People that we partner with have a passion for the brand as well. It's not just transaction. Is Mark paying his bills? I'll pay my bills, but I also want you to work hard for me because you see the potential that Island Fin has.
0: Absolutely. So, so let me ask you, when you look at your, think of your top two franchisees, okay? Everybody has a top group of franchisees. What are the characteristics or traits would you say? Because you know a lot of people listening are perspective, they're franchi- they're they're future <laughs> franchisepreneurs, and and they're listening to you thinking, well, oh, this guy's a cool guy. He's got a good brand. He's got happy people. But what are those traits that 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 the top franchisees exhibit at Island Fin
1: Poke? A couple things. You get, number one, you have to want to be entrepreneurial but you have to wanna to be entrepreneurial within the guardrails of the franchise, right? You buy awesome. a franchise for a reason. And it's, it's all about, you love the product and service that we sell, but you're buying the, the playbook, if you will. Right. So if we tell you, and we tell every person that comes down for discovery day, do you wanna make bowls 50 hours a week? Or do you wanna market your restaurant 15 hours a week. The choice is yours. Because if you're going to stay in your restaurant and make goals 50 hours a week because you don't want to spend $9 an hour in labor, don't buy an island gun. You're going to fail. A big right. part of what we do is being involved in the community, whether it's high schools or middle schools or baseball teams or football teams or whatever. We want all of our franchisees to be a part of the community that they're serving. So, you have to really want to be entrepreneurial, right? But you have to do it within the framework of the franchising.
0: Absolutely. And and you mentioned the guardrails earlier. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we've all heard the expression, you're in business for yourself, but not by yourself. You know, it's still a system that you have to, you know, work within that system, but nobody dictates how you interview people. I mean, that's your baby. You're just You just want people to exhibit the standards of what an Island fin poke franchise looks like, right?
1: Yep, exactly.
0: Serve the food X amount of speed and X presentation quality. Obviously, there's ways to do everything. How have procedures changed? I talked, I work with a lot of young, very young brands, and everyone's always freaked out in the beginning of franchising. Well, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Well, they have great numbers. They have profitability. I mean, at some point, you know, it's like training for a marathon. If you don't start training, you're never going to get there. So how have you guys changed from franchisee number one till today?
1: Completely different. I'll tell you right now, when Jim goes to open his next restaurant, he's going to fall off his chair at how easy it is. We have (laughs) like, you know, as soon as he signs his lease, I'll introduce him to the architect. And within 21 days, he'll have permittable plans. Right. Uh. Chris will have quotes for him, for his plans, before permits are issued. So it's we have a a national contract with equipment and smallwares. So we send Brad the blueprints, and you you sign the deal with him, and your equipment and smallware shows up at your restaurant. And that's not how it used to be. Right. You know, I, re, I remember long days on Websteron, picking out bowls and sixpence. <laughs> right. And that's just Foolish, but it's everything. If you looked at us six months ago to today, we're we're completely different. And we'll be different again six months from now. We are going to continue to evolve to make your experience as a franchisee that much better. I mean, Taylor, my daughter, who's our training manager. Taylor's um, amazing. She's a rock star. But she has written the training manual, and it turned out incredible. So you come down to training, you get this binder, you walk through this binder, you can open your restaurant. She didn't like it. She's completely redoing the whole thing. And yep. it's like every time she takes a new college class, she's <laughs> it. And it's, it's all about, you know, the process of how adults learn and video and whatever. So we're doing a lot of things that much bigger companies than us do, but you still get the 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 face-to-face, you dial my phone, I pick it up. Right, right, and, and that's just how it is. <laughs> Sorry,
0: family introduction interruption. No worries. <laughs> <clears throat> so you you were saying that uh, somebody dials your phone and you actually pick it up. That is the difference between working with a family-led organization, a founder-led organization. Versus someone that's grown up into a corporate, completely corporate environment, and the founder is no longer there in the day to day. It's not a question of bad. Uh, a lot of my clientele, when they're looking at franchises, they always ask, "Well, is it better to work with a founder, or do I want something a lot more established?" I said, honestly, it's up to you. You know, you just said what what
1: number of franchisee was Jim? Uh, store open number one.
0: Yeah, that, that's why. So he, he was first store open. And like you said, he's going to notice a big
1: difference between store one and store what number? <laughs> By the he time be? he opens, he'll probably be number 25 or 26.
0: Yeah. Store number 25 or 26. But you know what? He took a chance with you. And why? If I had him on the line, why would he tell you he took a chance? He believed.
1: He, he believed. I mean, when, when he came down, I'll tell you right now, when he came down, he flew down from Worcester, Massachusetts, and he got out of this little rental car. And I saw him get out of the car. And I looked at my girls and I said, this guy's never going to work. You know why I said it? Why? Jim is 6'10". Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Jim is a big dude. He, he yeah. was a little intimidating. Yeah. So Jim walks in. He had to bend down to get in my door in Winter Springs. And he comes in and Grabs my hand with this big man claw, right? <laughs> He's the biggest teddy bear I've ever met. Yeah. Right? And the fact is that Jim is so successful because Jim just buys into the program, yeah. right? He completely understands what being a franchisee is. And it's not, we, Jim and I have long conversations and we don't agree on everything, but I listen to his point of view he listens to my point of view, and we come up with an understanding. Yeah. So there's a, it's a mutual respect, and Jim's killing it.
0: You know that old expression, trust the process.
1: Oh, geez, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, look, there's plenty of people that I talked to that mm-hmm. that won't trust the process, and I said, well, you have to be, you know, with a, you have to trust the process being a franchisee, and yeah. obviously, J- Jim's on working on store number two, so that's absolutely fantastic. We tell so, him. We
1: tell them oh, fall, in, like? fall in love with the process, and success will follow.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, it, it's it, it is definitely uh, an amazing model, and so many people are successful because they do trust and they do follow. So, what other advice do you have for listeners on franchising? Like, how do they know that they've picked the right franchise?
1: I don't. They're not going to know until they. I, I think when they get down for that discovery day, right. Because talking on a phone or video or whatever is that's a perfect segue,
0: Mark. Walk us through your process. So, if somebody's interested in Island Fin Poke, what's the process? Obviously, a guy like me, a broker, makes an introduction, and one of your team, more than likely Cliff or Justin, is going to have that first call, right?
1: Yep. Exactly. Take it from there. It's it's all mapped out. I mean, I don't even meet people for thirty or forty five days. I mean, and it's. It's, you know, webinars and going through financials and uh, getting uh, pre-approved from the SBA and all of this stuff. And then we have a founder's call. And the founder's call is just 45 minutes to an hour of you and me on the phone and really just getting to know each other. Really. I mean, for me, I know what I can say and what I can't say. And I'm an open book. Right. Because I want you to go into the, the, the deal. Eyes wide open. I don't want it to be six months from now. Well, damn, Mark. I wish you'd have told me. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And then if that goes, wish you would have told me I had to work. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. That's another story. (laughs) But it's uh, you know, it's it's really getting them down here for the discovery day, and letting them see the Lake Nona restaurant and having the full-on island fin experience and tasting the food. And they meet the team. They meet uh, CJ from CBRA who does real estate. They meet Chris from Yellow Brick Construction to talk about architect and construction. They meet. They spend time with Taylor. They spend time with me. They spend time with Chris, who's my our franchise business coach, who works between me and the franchise community. And it's a good, you know, six-hour day. And uh, I promise you, they're in here on a Friday. They're going to meet a bunch of regular guests and they're going to get a real taste of what Island Fin is about. So. Right.
0: And, and so typically what is that time frame from the intro, first introduction to when they uh, officially can commit? Is it as quick as six weeks, as long as two and a half months?
1: Here, the last deal we signed was in the villages, 30 days. Wow. These guys 100% knew they were buying a franchise And from the time Cliff got introduced till the time they signed their deal, 30 days. Now, normally our deal speed is actually pretty fast and it's anywhere from, it's 45 to 80 days, you know, and somewhere in there. And, you know, some of it is cyclical. It's time of year, are your kids in school? Are you going on vacation? But it's really kind of funny because even with COVID, the people that are looking right now are seriously looking. They're right. not scared. It's not, oh my God, it's a restaurant. The people that are looking are buying.
0: Absolutely. You know, people, people were home long enough that they thought, you know, I don't want to do X for the rest of my life. Yeah. It's time for me to get on the field and find something for myself and my family. So, uh, so let me ask you what, who are the ideal franchisees for you? Are you, a percentage of these folks coming from the restaurant business—do any of them have prior restaurant experience?
1: I think of of all of our—we have forty-one sold, and I think we have two people that have prior restaurant experience.
0: Oh, that's it—just yeah. two,
1: yeah. Jim Jim was uh, uh, twenty-plus years at Staples, so it's it's just not rocket science, Lance. Yeah, you know, it's it's all about. You're entertaining guests in your home. Right. Right? How do you behave when you have a cook out of your house? Right? Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's just simple. I mean, yeah. I have seventeen and eighteen year old kids making all my house made sauces, not yeah. chefs and sous chefs. So, so
0: so what is your secret sauce, if you will, to finding great staff, great team members?
1: Because
0: you know, we, we all know that it was, it was never easy in the restaurant business, but it got a little more difficult during the pandemic, and, and here we are. So, uh, you know, g- give me your secrets.
1: Dude, I feel bad for all of my restaurant friends, right? But for us, you know the old saying, you know, hire the smile and train the skill, or right. hire the attitude and train the skill? Well, most normal restaurants can't do that. Because you got to have some kind of skill to be a server, a bartender, a grill cook, a fry cook, et cetera. Well, at Island Fin, when you come in for training, we give you two sheets. It's the necessary menu knowledge, which talks about, you know, a few of our unique ingredients. And it's our sauce list. All we ask you to do is to memorize those two sheets. Other than that, do you have an easy smile? (laughs) And what I mean by an easy smile is when someone hits that front door, when you make eye contact with them, do you smile? Because if it's fake or forced, and this is mask or no mask, because you know, when someone's smiling behind the mask, right? Mm -hmm. So for us, our restaurants, it's 16 and 17 year old kids at night. It's legitimately sophomores, juniors, and seniors in high school. During the daytime, I got a couple of college kids that's what we have working for us we don't need you know someone that's got 10 years of bartending experience right so we (laughs) we legitimately created we're a great starter job right it's easy we close at nine you're out at 9 15 you don't have to take a shower because you smell like french fries you can you can change your clothes and go out with your friends it's early enough to do your homework but these kids also make good money right so
0: that's awesome. I love it. I love it. So what's on the horizon? What are the hot territories uh, for you that you'd like to fill up? What areas? Cities, states?
1: For me, I really want to focus. Uh, we we need to do some more selling in Texas. We have four sold in Houston and I want to, I really want to break into Dallas. I think it'd be a great market for us. Awesome. Um, Georgia, we, we will open Peachtree City. I really want to, um, uh, break into Atlanta. Um, but I really want to find some franchisees in Michigan because that's where I'm from. And it'd be a great uh, excuse for me to go home one. but you know, getting to show off how cool Island been is to, you know, everybody I know in Michigan.
0: I love it. My, my brother and a lot of family members went to university of Michigan, but I like Michigan state because of you.
1: I like where so. your head's at.
0: <laughs> well, uh, any final words for today? Words of wisdom before we go?
1: No, I mean, I really appreciate you taking the time with me, Lance. And you you know, if people have you know questions or comments or whatever, feel free to reach out. I mean, legitimately, I'm an open book.
0: And we'll we'll make that connection. Well, Mark, it's been my pleasure and my honor to have you on. And I look forward to uh, round two as we continue this conversation. You have an awesome day. and We'll
1: talk soon. Thanks, Lance. I appreciate you reaching Take out. Here. Yep, bye. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you very much for listening today. Please like, follow, and subscribe so you don't miss anything here at Ion Franchising. Visit our website at ionfranchising.com E-Y-E-O-N franchising.com and complete our free assessment so we can assist you in finding your perfect franchise. This is Lance Kralick, Until next time.